to our first live Sci-Fi Queens episode, where we are going to be discussing all things female characters in science fiction, as well as honoring a real life female scientist. Tonight, we have here a group of beautiful women. I am your host, Nita, and we have the queen of chaos, Navia, <laughs> and we have our rebel medic, Annie, and we have the lovely and intelligent Claudia, and we're going to be talking beautiful women of Star Wars, but before we start, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment. I want to welcome everyone in our comment section. We will be getting to those coming soon um we've got sci-fi we have all kinds of beautiful people here we got sarah cosmic mom united federation of planets got summers we got a whole bunch of people yeah. here looking forward to our discussion guys love it um and i we're gonna start uh with our show topic All right. Thank you. And we're going to talk now. We're going to start with our guest, Claudia, uh, and talk to us about the female characters in Star Wars that you enjoy that, and uh, why you enjoy them. All right. This is me. I'm always a wild card. You ask me to talk about women in Star Wars. I'm not going to talk about all these women. No, 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 no. Marshall Lucas. Can we talk about Marshall Lucas? Yes. Marshall Lucas is the woman yes. who is responsible for Star Wars not sucking. If Marshall oh, Lucas, right. an amazing director, she had this huge track record. She direct. She an uh, uh, amazing editor. She edited the Mean Streets, just a bunch of like really famous movies. But she's married to George Lucas. George Lucas makes his movie, and she fixes it in the editing. <laughs> she cuts right. out plot points that don't work. <laughs> tightens it up. She makes it into something that people will love. We wouldn't have Star Wars if it right. wasn't for. Marsha Lucas. Yes. Thank you, Marsha. <laughs> Thank you, Marsha. All these other women too. I'm gonna hold myself back and let somebody else speak, but I could go off. We could talk about all these characters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, um, Annie, talk to me a few a little bit about your favorite female Star Wars characters. Honestly, uh, Princess Leia is just iconic. And I'm so glad that Navia is dressed as Princess Leia tonight. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's like especially poignant because Carrie Fisher just got her uh, yeah. star on the Walk of Fame. So oh. I love that. To look at her, she looks so great and she looks so fierce. So yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, the uh, the infamous <laughs> bikini. Yeah, I I actually want to talk about that because I feel like that was such an iconic like feminist moment when she literally yes. chokes out Jabba the yes. Hutt over making her wear the damn bikini i was like you go girl like nail him okay <laughs> but um, absolutely her uh jen urso who we're going to talk about in rogue one really resonated with that character who had just seen so much loss and struggle in her <laughs> life and then um you know ends up making this giant sacrifice in order to further the work of her family, the work of the Rebel Alliance, like, um, you know, just in order to hopefully bring peace to the galaxy and make big changes that need to happen. So mm -hmm. love it. Absolutely. Thank you, Annie. And how about you, Navia? Talk to me about one of your favorite um, female characters. 
So it used to be Leia. I used to absolutely love her. But then after watching Rogue One, I'm obsessed with Jin Erso. I, I love how she just got to the point and like got on board. It was like, this is what I need to do. I will do it. Yeah. And like just accomplishes everything within what, like the two hours that we have in the movie. She didn't hesitate. <laughs> she didn't like fight anyone to be like, no, I don't want it. She just did it. She went in there and got the job done. I love her yeah. so much for that. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> now you guys know uh, in Spectrum Centaurum, Jason and I were the only ones alive when the first Star Trek <laughs> movie right. came out. That's we right. proud, we proud of that, you know. So my heart will always be with Princess Leia. But look yes. how gorgeous, look oh how gorgeous gosh. this woman is, right? Was, um, and uh, I love the fact that you know uh, she aged so beautifully, um, and uh, so gracefully. I think that you know she definitely was one of those characters that if you don't really look at the movie and see her contribution, then you're not paying attention, you right. know? Uh, so many times she saved the day. You know, she wasn't a princess who sat in a throne with a crown. Nothing against crowns. I love them. Um, <laughs> I love a, Listen, I would live in a tiara if you let me. Uh, <laughs> but that wasn't her. She was in charge yeah. of the rebels. You know, mm -hmm. she was at the battlefront. You know, she fought the good fight no matter what. I mean, let's let's think about it. The Empire, they were strong, okay? They were strong. They had the numbers. They had the power. They had, you know, Darth Vader. And, you know, there you go, this little, you know, thin, tiny little woman coming in, uh, leading all these strong men and, and, and women to fight against this great power, you know, that is, that's, that's iconic right there, you know? Mm -hmm. So I will, my heart will always be first and foremost to Princess Leia. Love her. She's classic, you know, <laughs> definitely classic. Absolutely. Um, Yes, absolutely. Um, and so uh, we're going to talk about if Annie had her doing homework, okay? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he made sure we saw the Empire Strike Back, uh, Rogue One, The Force Awakens, totally great movies. Totally inspired me to watch Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. I'm, I can't get enough. <laughs> She's in it now. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in <laughs> committed. It. I'm committed, you know? Um, and it is pretty fantastic uh, to see all of these characters come alive. And, you know, that they continue with female characters that are strong. You know, um, the Mandalorian female that's in charge. You know, you never see her face. She's making all the armors, and she, you yeah. know, she's she's giving Grogu tiny little armor. Um, <laughs> I love Grogu tiny little so armor. So fantastic, you know. Um, but Claudia, talk to me more about um, the characters that you enjoy. Here's the thing. If you had asked me this question 20 years ago, I could have <laughs> answered you more easily. I can talk to you about Rose Tico. I love me some Rose Tico. I think they did Rose Tico dirty though in that third movie. Didn't give her nothing to do. But in the second yeah. movie, yeah. oh I was liking Rose so much. Phoenix yeah. Shan. Phoenix Shan's my girl. Phoenix Shan. Yes. Yes. Also, if I need a partner to help me run a business, Phoenix. Phoenix all the way. Like she's she's got her head on straight. She's <laughs> good ideas. 
Uh, Absolutely. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, you got, you got, well, you got to love Ashoka. Come on, come on. She's yes. Oh, oh yes. And if she's amazing, so such calm. a badass. Yeah, like she I got the force with her. I would be her. I, she's the one I'd want to be because she and she's got this complex backstory. Like, can you just even imagine being the Padawan of right? Darth Vader and your, yeah. your master goes bad, goes yeah. real bad. Also, yes. like, into it. She was already not into it. She was like, yeah, the, the weird politics with the Empire and the Jedi. This ain't legit. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go figure some stuff out. So I like right. her. I like her character, and I also like what they wrote for her too. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. You gotta love that. Gotta love the Jedi's, um, and I love that. You know, there's so many female Jedi's, female Mandalorians. I mean, it's just. Star Wars, aka female characters, just popping up out of everywhere, right? <laughs> Let's go to the comments and see what our, our wonderful commenters say. I want to start out with my number one cosmic mom, the one and only oh, cosmic mom. Welcome. Aww. We love you. We, <laughs> we love you. Have you. Feeling well, but I hope you're feeling Aww. better. Yes, yeah, um, and she better. is ready to party. So I think <laughs> love it. Yes. <laughs> And we've got Star Trek up in here. What? Star Trek. United Federation of Planets. All right. <laughs> and we have Sarah Andrews right Hi, here. Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. She is a very loyal viewer of the Captain's mm. Quadrant and has come over. Uh, thank you, Scott Summers. Yes. Uh, 2020 <laughs> for joining us. <laughs> And uh, oh, we also have Joe Dove, Captain, <laughs> Captain Joe Dove. What? Check it out. He is here being supportive as always. He learned, he learned that from his mama. What? <laughs> That's the number one sci-fi yeah. queen right there. It's cosmic yeah. mom. Just saying. Cosmic mom. Just saying. Absolutely. Um, yes, we definitely do. Uh oh, watch out, Cosmic uh, Sarah says I'm watching Bad oh. Bash with my partner, and we just met a young Fennec. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Cosmic Mom sends her love to us. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, it back. <laughs> we have to be seen. Yeah, mine is. Ahsoka. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Tony, you're excited about Ahsoka. Talk to me. Educate me on Ahsoka. What's happening I with just, Ahsoka? I, like, like I said, I like her because she stepped away from the Jedi. She was like, I don't. I think the politics behind this aren't legit. Also, just frankly, I'm always going to stand a character who looks like a woman of color, and, yeah. and yeah. I'm a, I'm a little desperate for representation in the things that I watch. So like, I was so desperate and thirsty for representation. I just looked up this actress's name, Femi Taylor. I liked Femi Taylor. You know who Femi Taylor played? She played the dancing girl who had the long uh, things that gets killed. Ooh, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there were so many female characters, and I was like, I think she looks black. Let me find out more about her. <laughs> yes, okay, now we're gonna go to our next segment, The Round Table. Now, ladies and gentlemen, non-binary, beautiful people, <laughs> we all love Star Wars and we love the female characters, but there's good and bad in all characters. There's good and bad in how characters were written. 
right? Um, I mean, the iconic picture, uh, I think I want to start there. The iconic picture of Princess Leia um, in a gold bikini. Um, uh, many people might have thought this picture to be um, anti-feminist, but that was an empowering picture, mm -hmm. okay? It truly was an empowering picture. Um, if you remember the times when this was uh, was taken, when she was wearing it, um, and how it affected uh, female movements, um, that that was an empowering picture indeed. What, and what it year was to that, me, Nita? Do you know? Um, Annie, do you know what year that was? Probably in the 70s, maybe okay, early 80s. Was, uh, probably 70s. 73? I, well, I was no, 74? It's, it's 1974. It's 1977, 1980, okay. and then 1983. So we're talking about Empire Strikes Back. That's the gold bikini. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bikini was 1980. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Now, Annie, nice. you wanted to talk and, and touch on, on that. Talk, talk to us about the pros and cons of that image. Yeah, I think so. I remember reading um, in just the, oh my God, like thousands of hours that I spent on Wikipedia <laughs> as a kid, uh, reading all the books, everything, reading biographies, all of that, just kind of get soaking up Star Wars. This is before I became a hardcore Trekkie and kind of switched focus. But <laughs> oh my God, Star Wars was like my escape and like my fantasy so um having read a lot about how carrie fisher felt when they told her that she would be wearing this very provocative <clears throat> provocative piece of clothing right um and how kind of you know sexualized she felt she was not into it she was like yeah. i don't want to wear this like are you serious and then i enjoyed that they allowed her to kind of embrace that and make it kind of a badass moment when she then chokes out Bo uh, uh, Jabba the Hutt who makes her wear this piece of clothing that she just detests so much um, and I feel like um, at cons now when I when I go we have a huge one here in Salt Lake City um, the Fan Expo and I feel like when I see people in the bikinis it does not tend to necessarily be the young petite thin uh, yeah. you know uh, person it, it could be anyone of any body type it has become this very, hey, you got a body, wear the Leia bikini. Like, doesn't matter what you look like. Like, if you want to wear that, you do that. And I love that because I feel like it went from just like, ugh, like this director wants me to wear this. And like, I'm so yeah. not into this to like, I'm taking that power back and like, better watch out, Huts. Like, I'll choke you out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and Claudia, when you look at this image, of Princess Leia in the gold bikini uh, versus this image, which I think I label badass. Um, right. <laughs> uh, what what comes to mind? Pros and cons about um, having put this woman that was that had become so, such a power force uh, in a gold bikini. Well, I think context is everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the 1970s, you weren't getting a lot of female action heroes. So literally yeah. having a princess that was empowered, that could like fight for herself, who was smart, who would talk back, those were elements of progress. And it felt very exciting. And the fact that there was a woman, that was yeah. progress and that was exciting. Mm -hmm. um, 
And in, in many times these films or TVs, they make a choice that will cater to the demographic that they want to serve. So they're trying yeah. to serve teenage boys. And exactly. Boys, a hot lady in a bikini. They weren't right. making our work <laughs> for us. They didn't yeah. think that we existed. They didn't value us as audience members. It's just like big ups to Carrie Fisher for, and big ups to all of the actresses who have had to yeah. endure sexualizing mm -hmm. and humiliating moments in order to create iconic feminist moments that we can feel yes. empowered by. Yes, yes. absolutely. Choked out uh, Jabba the Hutt with the chains that he enslaved yeah. with. I was like, yeah, I remember yes. being into it and then being like- Best moment, best moment ever. Absolutely. <laughs> And, and let me tell you, not too many people can do that wearing a bikini. Yeah, I know. Sure. So true. I don't know. But I mean, you're absolutely right. Science fiction has never been, was never started or written in the past with the female mind in, 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 in thought. I think it was more like, hey, um, sci-fi is for guys. Uh, let's create characters that appeal to young boys. And the image of Princess Lana Gobikini has become part of young male um, culture. And, and there's nothing, I, I don't criticize it. Um, however, I do. It, you don't? I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, you know, it, it does take away something uh, from her real true character, which, you know, let's face it, her true character is embodied right here. That's who she was. She was the kind of character who had no problems taking up arms and defending her people. Um, taking the very change, she was entangled and choking someone out, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's powerful. Navia, uh, talk to me when you see this character um, in this gold bikini versus with a big gun um what does it say to you i'm gonna go off topic a little bit um so cosmic the mom queen of Kaya. <laughs> well I'm, I'm kind of shocked right now because cosmic mom said this movie came out in 1983 and that's when um that gold bikini was shown on screen i'm shocked as to why that image is still so provocative because the 80s people weren't like dressed up as nuns like they were in the 1920s you know they weren't covered head to toe but it's still a very pro pro provocative picture and i'm I don't know why. What do you What do you guys think? Um, I think it's the sexualization of women. Yeah. Uh, you know uh -huh. what I mean. Um, you You take uh, someone that's powerful and you just take away the power and sexualize them. Uh, you bring them down a notch, which is terrible. Uh, but when you sexualize a human being, that's basically what happens is you're taking them down a peg and you're saying, that's all you can do. But um, I think that she showed differently. But also she wasn't only sexualized. The thing mm -hmm. that people, and I don't judge people who are like, I love the character, I love the imagery. I judge the human beings who wrote and produced that, who decided, yes. you know what? I think that what women deserve is an image of themselves as a sex slave. Let's take the powerful, smart, empowered princess character who's literally trying to save the galaxy. And let's right. make her a sex slave in a bikini. And unfortunately, I, I, I feel like oftentimes, 
I'm, I'm looking at these things and I'm loving what I can love. And I'm just ducking and weaving the parts yeah. that are designed to hurt me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and, and I think that that's something that, um, that we as women struggle with, I think, for that representation you know, throughout science fiction is let's write some characters that show us, you know, running and not wearing six, eight inch heels because no yeah. one runs with six inch heels. You break an ankle that way. Okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not how we catch a bad guy, you know? Um, and these are the things that I think that um, people don't take into consideration. You know, um, I, I think that, uh, it, and and this this might be a little bit off topic, and it's not a sci-fi, but Cagney and Lacey, anybody who remembers Cagney and Lacey, here are two police women totally not looking very sexualized, but they're addressed the way I would imagine a female police officer would need to be dressed in order to catch the bad guys, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's important because um, they were quite successful in their show. And I think it says something, you don't need to sexualize women for women to be uh, important or make a difference or have an impact in science fiction. Yeah. You know? I wish more producers thought about that and like, you know, took that into account. Yeah. Because I feel like we see that across the board in science fiction, right? You look at, uh, for example, like Enterprise, uh, Star Trek Enterprise, you have all these people in like duty suits, right? That, you know, oh, they're all in these jumpsuits. And then you have T'Pol in this like cat yeah. suit. And I'm like, yeah. why? Okay, she's gorgeous. What the hell are you doing? Why does she, why doesn't she get a utility suit or something that's practical? She's a yeah. Vulcan. Like it just makes sense, but not to show off the human form, you know? Well, and I blame the limitations of some white producers, white male producers' <laughs> imagination. They totally. That we will respond to anything. They're like, oh, women, women have nothing of interest except for maybe making mm -hmm. a man go boobs. So, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. of uh, Padme Amidala. You know, it's funny. Yes. Reflecting on Star Wars is complicated because I keep going, I love this character and they did her dirty. I love they this did. character and they did her dirty. Padme, <laughs> my girl, Padme. You know, that first, all those movies were bad. All those movies were bad. But after the first one, Y'all, I'm so embarrassed. I spent the night outside that movie theater to see that piece of garbage movie. I was so mad. We were like packing up our sleeping bags, being like, that was not worth it. But Padme, <laughs> I was excited for Padme. And I thought that really cool things were going to happen with her character. Yeah. yeah. George Lucas was like, okay, make girl give male ideas to do action. Because men mm -hmm. are center of plot. And that's what we got. Yeah. Yep. And but we died. forget that. But we forget this. It was a woman who gave the idea. You may, as a man, thought that you had to execute it, but she really didn't because I'm pretty sure the women could do it. I mean, Princess Leia showed that a gold bikini wasn't going to stop her. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to imagine what, what he was thinking when he gave her that gold bikini, you know, oh, you know, she's just tiny and a woman put her in a pretty dress for me to look at, you know, she is now my slave and she is the very one who killed you, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and, and I think that there's, there's something about the idea that we as women need to have, um, someone else, 
a man to rescue us when time and time again we see these female characters rescuing them. Yeah. Which, you know, I love. That's one thing I loved about Leia is she's like, but like, who are you? Like, I was making my way out of here. Yes. Like, that's like the first yeah. thing we see about yeah. her. And like all these guys, like, um, oh my God, Moff Tarkin, all these people are like, oh, like, okay, Vader, like, oh, you sh of course, you know, and they're like quaking like, in their boots and pooping their pants. And then she's like, like, wait till I get out there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and she's not afraid of him like at all, you know? So I, I love that they at least gave her that but yeah there are definitely i mean a lot of the female characters got done dirty for sure and, and you see uh the letdown of padme you're not alone yeah. on that one you yeah. know there's a big audience of people out there thinking the same thing she was doing totally. some amazing adventurous fighting and then all yeah. of a sudden she was like i'm gonna die because my lady parts in depression what what, what? i know <laughs> like, like yeah. what did you write and produce uh, george lucas um yeah. it begs the question do these male writers know any women in real life <laughs> because i don't know about any of like, you no sometimes <laughs> I, you know i could be wrong but my lady parts don't kill me and my lady <laughs> parts don't make right? me sad <laughs> well, i'm just putting that out there <laughs> You oh, know, man. I mean, I don't know. Navia, talk to us. You're too quiet, Queen of Chaos. Or you think you're chaos? <laughs> you guys, she's thinking of ways to create some chaos. Don't, don't, no, you guys are just saying everything I'm thinking. Uh, so, the, one character, the one character that I felt really let down by was uh, Ray. I feel like they did her really dirty with the writing. She started off so strong because in the first yeah. like movie, she's so great. And then as she progresses, she becomes this person who's just madly in love with Kylo and then gives up. Yeah, <laughs> Why did they do that to her? Why yeah. did they do that? And why is it that when a woman falls in love, she has to be portrayed as giving everything up? Yeah. Right. Suddenly she becomes incapable. Yeah. She can't both at the same time. You can't be in love and be like a capable person anymore. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's all um, or nothing with love, apparently. <laughs> right. Right. Princess Leia loved Han Solo. Um, yeah. Yet she still fought for her people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and yet they ruined it because, like, I was in my head canon, y'all. I wasn't expanded universe, I just had a lot of Star Wars head canon. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I liked the idea of her and Han Solo being this amazing, like, couple, a balance power couple. Yeah. yeah, and then they like they do these movies and they're like, Hey, Claudia, you know, all that stuff you had in your imagination <laughs> that never happened. They yeah. they had a kid. It yeah. went south. It got real weird. They broke up. They they haven't right. talked to each other in a while. Yeah. Um, I really liked the character Rose. I liked yeah. Rose a lot. Oh, I yeah. Excited. I know. Yes. Yes. She is beautiful. I, wanted, I love her. I wanted to see Rose and Ray. Like like in again mm -hmm. right after that second yes. movie. I was like, let's get rid of all the other characters. Just Rose and Ray saving the universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing, too, about Rose that was so sad was the way that the Star Wars fan base yes. shit on that actor. That yeah. was so infuriating. Unnecessary. I could not believe yeah. that. Yeah. Like, chased her off social media, 
just mm-hmm. completely bullied the hell. Well, they out of did her. the same thing during Clone Wars. Yeah, when the they had the African American actor, it's like it's yeah. a clone. You can clone anyone in right. in the idea of what they're talking about. Then you can clone anyone, right? I mean, right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about yeah. Moses Ingram. Moses Ingram was uh, the black actress, and y'all, I'm such an. I've seen everything. I've seen all the Star Wars things. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why did they make Obi-Wan? Why'd they make that? I watched it, though, and I liked it. I did. Oh, okay, it was good. <laughs> I was like... Definitely. All right, now we're going to move on to a very special segment. Um, and we're going to throw it over to Navia because it is going to be the real female influence in science. Okay, you guys don't know this, but I'm dancing with that music. <laughs> Navia, take it away. Talk to me. Talk to All us. Right. Tell us about uh, these women. So I have notes. So if I look, I look like I'm reading, I am, because I don't want to mess stuff up. I love um, this. But, so today we're going to be talking about Dr. Sion Proctor, and I think we have a photo to put up. We have several photos. Yes. yes. What a gorgeous and, um, woman. I know. She's so beautiful and absolutely amazing. Um, she was actually suggested to us by United underscore Federation of Planets, who was here. Um, so please follow them on Instagram if you aren't already. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we get started talking about her, I want to tell you why I picked her. And it's for a purely selfish reason. Um, everyone who was born in the year of 93 is turning 30 this year, as so am I. And uh, one thing that happens when you turn 30 or before you turn 30, society basically tells you you're useless if you don't have like... Uh, Two kids, a house, a car, a partner, whatever. You're, it's over for you. You're useless society. Go off into the mountains and live in the cave. <laughs> we don't care about you anymore. Um, I'm, I'm slightly exaggerating, but that's like the message we're given. And women especially are said, yeah, you're basically invisible. And um, I want to give hope to everybody who's turning 30. And I think Dr. Siam Proctor is a great uh, uh, poster child for how life goes on after 30. You can still achieve your dreams just because you're over 30 does not mean life is over. So uh, Dr. Siam Proctor is an educator, a scientist, a poet, an artist, a pilot, an astronaut. And uh, my favorite thing about her is she's a Trekkie. And she says her biggest influence was Uhara, which obviously oh. makes complete sense because I think Uhura was absolutely the star of that show, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and another one of her big influences was her father, uh, who, despite not having a college degree, he was able to work for NASA during the Apollo mission. So that's wow. absolutely amazing. Yeah. And she talked about how in her childhood, like when she would go into her dad's office, uh, she would see like all the Apollo memorabilia. And like he even had a, a, an autograph from Neil Armstrong. I almost said Lance Armstrong, wrong guy. But <laughs> 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 completely wrong guy. Uh, so that was a really big influence on her. And as a kid, she wanted to be a military aviator. Um, she wanted to fly an F-16 wow. and then eventually become an astronaut. And not only become an astronaut, she wanted to be a commander and a shuttle pilot. So she was aiming low, right? Like <laughs> she's a super ambitious woman. I actually <laughs> love that. Um, but due to the fact that she got glasses, she wasn't able to continue with that dream because apparently back then the regulation was if you didn't have 20-20 vision, you couldn't be a pilot. So yeah, I know it sucks, but that's apparently what she was told. So she kind of pivoted and went into academia. And instead, she decided to get a bachelor's degree in environmental sciences, a master's degree in geology, and a PhD in science education. Wow. Um, 
yeah. So she was like, if I can't be a pilot, I'm just going to go like do more amazing stuff. And uh, awesome. she eventually became a community college professor. And she said she did this because she loved the idea of teaching and inspiring young people, which I absolutely love. And if you guys ever listen to any of her TED Talks or any of her uh, speaks, speeches that she does she's absolutely wonderful so you and you can really see how much she loves inspiring people um so she did that for a little bit and then in 2009 um, applications that nasa opened up for astronaut positions so one of her friends was like hey you should apply and she was like um no i'm kind of too old like i I don't know if i really want to do this and um but then she like looked at all the qualifications and she was like actually i'm overqualified for this i can totally do it so she applied yeah and out of 3,500 applicants, uh, she made the finals. So she was one out of 47 people to make uh, become a finalist. Unfortunately, unfortunately, she didn't get picked. Um, but that inspired her to become an analog astronaut. And I don't know if you guys know what that is. Do you know what an analog astronaut is? I don't. Is? No, it is the coolest thing. And I think after I tell you about this, we're all applying because um, <laughs> it's so cool. Let's so go. <laughs> basically what it is, is it's an astronaut on space who lives through simulation. So, if, you know, you're going to Mars. Someone has to like test everything out. So on Earth, you oh, do a Mars God. simulation. And, right. Isn't that so cool? And you don't actually have to like have oh. the, um, yeah, you don't have to be as athletic as a, you know, regular astronaut. Right. Because it, it takes I'm going, a lot. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm applying. <laughs> so, um, so she did that for a while and she absolutely loved it. And then in 2019, there was a mission called Inspiration Four, and um, she got she applied to be on this crew, and she had to present her entrepreneurial spirit. And out of all the finalists, she got selected. And the really cool thing about this mission is um, they asked her if she wanted to pilot this shuttlecraft, and she was like, "Heck yeah! This has been my dream since I was a kid." That is so, so cool. Yeah. yeah. And she absolutely did that. And then they have a whole documentary about this on Netflix. So you guys check that out if you have time. It's called Countdown Inspiration for uh, Mission to Space. Wow. Uh, yeah. So after she, she did this, she was one of four Black women ever to be in space. And then also she was the wow. first Black woman to ever pilot a shuttlecraft. So, yeah. Um, oh, and then the other when she went up into space and became a pilot, she was f- almost 50. So, you know, it's, that's absolutely amazing. That is so cool. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to follow her on Instagram, she's at Dr. Siam Proctor. And you can see all the amazing stuff she's doing as well as um, all the art that she does. She is an Afrofuturism artist and she has absolutely amazing work. So um, please check her out because she's absolutely great. Um, but Annie, I think when I told you I was selecting her, you had mentioned that you absolutely love her. We were talking about um, um, uh, May Jameson. Oh, never mind. I, I'm not familiar with Cyan Proctor, unfortunately. Okay. Although I'm about to be because I want to go yes. watch that documentary. That sounds epic. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Oh my you God. should follow that is so her. cool. Follow yeah. her on Instagram. Wow. Yes. Yeah. The United Federation of Planets says that the art she did in space was yes. absolutely oh. amazing. And you know what? We also got some very good advice from Cosmic Mom. We cannot let pass. Is she says I'm 64, I'll be 65 soon. Every day that I'm alive is a precious gift. If you haven't achieved X, Y, Z by a certain age, don't feel bad. Exactly. You're not dead yet. Is I love that. Absolutely right. Absolutely. That's I mean, yes, wisdom. definitely <laughs> follow this beautiful woman on Instagram. Check out her Netflix special. What's that Netflix special called, um, Navia? 
so it was actually a documentary that they did for that mission. Um, okay. And it's called Countdown Inspiration for Mission to Space. So it doesn't Absolutely. focus on her um, entirely, but it focuses on the whole, focuses on the whole crew. Wonderful, so wonderful. Cool. I love this segment. It's one of my favorites. We are mm. going to take our special commercial break. <laughs> take it away, Jay. and all the wonderful work that he does um and um yeah i i we had to we had to put him in there we had to put him in there absolutely uh, you know um and um you know this has been so much fun talking to you guys about star wars um and thank and th you said uh navia that it was uh united federation of planets suggestions yes. to do her thank you so mm -hmm. much That's great. Uh, for that suggestion um and yeah we are looking forward to knowing more and more about what's going on uh we encourage you to like subscribe comment um even after the show goes off uh go back and put your comments navi and i will be looking at these comments and i will pass we that information you. no we're not judging <laughs> She's bad. See, she's, that's why she's the queen of chaos. Chaos. <laughs> no, but put your suggestions in. We'll give it. I'll make yes. sure Navia gets it. She will do the homework and get that taken care of. Our next show will be on May 19th. We will be going live every other Friday. So our next show will be May 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, when we will be discussing the Amazon Prime show the power it's all about girls it's all about science fiction <laughs> because here in this show we're going to talk about science fiction and the women in science fiction whether that is tv movies books art um it doesn't matter if it's if a female character of science fiction has influenced it we're gonna get to it absolutely um but again like subscribe comment we appreciate it so much uh and definitely um jace uh has our uh one more uh commercial one more commercial for our merch store and uh take it away check out spectrumsanctorum.net for all of our podcast merch we have an entire merch store ready to give you all the things that you loved about our podcast and get notified on all of our socials Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and our Spectrum Sanctorum merch store. Follow us today and be sure to hit that bell when you're watching our YouTube videos so you can be notified of when a new episode releases. 
that was our cat that was the captain's quadrant crafting joe dove right yep. there yeah absolutely um but thank you everyone for joining us thank you claudia yes. thank you annie thank you navia for this wonderful um presentation um we are looking forward to may 19th Again, yeah. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be discussing the Amazon Prime TV show. The Powers is excellent. It's very poignant to what's happening uh, in, for women in the United States and across the world. So definitely take a look at it. You. If you haven't, bless you, Claudia. Don't yeah. cry. Don't cry. <laughs> it was lovely having you. Um, but we will say good night. And we will see you in the we will see you soon.